0: Tonight, God's Word comes to us from the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to be reading just the first seven verses of this chapter. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight. To receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, we are between uh, evening sermon series. We finished a series last week on the book of Genesis. I plan to start a new series this upcoming week, uh, next Sunday. And, and, and the time between those series, I always feel like I have a little bit more freedom uh, in terms of text selection. And so I picked the text from Proverbs tonight. Uh, last Sunday morning, uh, we looked at Proverbs in connection with our study of the law of God. And that, that uh, once again... Um, Whetted my appetite to spend just a little more time in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a wonderful book. As I said last time, it talks, it's about the way things tend to go. I looked back at my records and saw that in the past uh, just over two years, I've only preached twice on the book of Proverbs. Thought it was high time we spent a little more time in this wonderful, beautiful book. A book that teaches the way of wisdom. We are entering into the summertime season. Often, when summertime comes, I think to myself, you know, we're out of the regular school year now. I'll have more time to do some things I'd like to do, like do a little more reading. Uh, Maybe you have the same thought. As summertime comes, our schedules may change just a bit. And I would want to encourage you, I would want to challenge you uh, to put Proverbs on your reading list for this summer. Proverbs is a beautiful book that talks about the way of wisdom How it is that we as believers are to follow after God and follow after His ways. And so tonight, hoping that some of you would uh, take up that challenge to study Proverbs, I wanted to give us a bit of an introduction to the book. um, To kind of prepare us for what we might hear as we read this book throughout the summer. Because Proverbs is a particular type of literature. Um, Whether we recognize it or not, uh, we read different things in different ways. For example, children, we read a recipe about how to make chocolate chip cookies. We read that recipe very, very differently than we read a love letter from our boyfriend or girlfriend or from our spouse. There are two different types of readings. Well, Proverbs is a particular type of literature. And we kind of have to know how to enter into it. It's not like historical narrative, where there are long stories we can look at. The Proverbs are very short. They're very pithy. They are short aphorisms, truths. And they are, as I said, the way things tend to go when we follow after the way of God. So tonight we look at at the beginning of the book of Proverbs and learn the way of wisdom we see that the uh, origin of the Proverbs is given to us right away in verse one. Verse one serves as something of a title for the whole book. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. And each of those descriptions, Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, teach us something about the Proverbs themselves. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. When we think of Solomon, I suspect the first thing that comes to our mind, Solomon was the wisest man ever. When Solomon became king, God came to him and said, what would you ask for? And Solomon said he wanted wisdom. That story is recounted for us back in the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 3. Solomon says, give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this great people. Give me wisdom. And that's exactly what God does. We read in the very next chapter, and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure and breath of mind like the sand on the seashore, so that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all other men. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for long life. He didn't ask for the life of his adversaries. He said, give me wisdom that I might know the difference between good and evil when we talk about, about learning the way of wisdom from the Proverbs, we remember we are learning from the wisest man ever. You know, if you want to learn something, it's good that your instructor is able to teach you, knows the material. Now, kids, if, if you came to me and said, Reverend Niemeyer, um, I'd like you to teach me about auto mechanics. I'd like you to teach me about carpentry you would be going to the wrong person. I can barely put fuel in the car, and I can't drive a nail straight. So you want to go to someone who knows what they're talking about. When we go to learn wisdom, we learn from Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. Solomon, who was a good student of nature a good student of the world around him. Again, from 1 Kings chapter 4, we read this. Solomon also spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. He spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He spoke of big trees, little trees. He spoke of the plants he saw around him. Solomon was a, a, a botanist. He knew about plants. Our text goes on. It says, he spoke also of beasts and of the birds and of the reptiles and of the fish. Solomon was a zoologist. He looked at creation, at the creatures, because he recognized they reflected something of God and something of his glory. Solomon was a good student of nature, a student of God's revelation that he might be able to teach wisdom. We read the Proverbs of Solomon. Solomon, son of David. Now, when I hear David's name, the first phrase that comes to my mind is David, a man after God's own heart. David, a man who was brought into relationship with God. God, through his prophet, literally went to the field and brought David in and took him to be the shepherd of his people, Israel. David, a man after God's heart. David, a man who was in a covenantal relationship with God, chosen by him. Reminding us that all true wisdom comes from God himself. All true wisdom comes from God and is given to the people of God. It is right, it is proper for us to pursue the way of wisdom. Because we are God's children. The the wisdom of Proverbs is a divine wisdom. It is not simply um, like a modern uh, advice column. It is not the uh, biblical Ann Landers. I suppose I'm dating myself by using Ann Landers. But advice columns, that's not what it is. It's biblical wisdom, biblical instruction, covenantal. For those who are in a relationship with God, Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To pursue the way of wisdom is is a royal enterprise, it is something for kings. The Proverbs talk about that in Proverbs 25. It says, these also are the Proverbs of Solomon. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. To pursue wisdom is to pursue a royal activity, a kingly activity. It's it's a great thing. If you want to, to do great things, if you want to know great things, Pursue the wisdom of God, pursue His way of wisdom. It's fitting for the child of God, the child of the king, to pursue the wisdom of the king. The Proverbs of Solomon, the wisest man, a student of creation. Solomon, son of David, Solomon, king of Israel. And the book then gives us really two purposes for which the Proverbs were given. And that's found in verse 2. Two purposes. To know wisdom and instruction, that's one. To understand words of insight. And there is a subtle difference of nuance between the first half of that verse, to know wisdom and instruction, and the second half, to understand words of insight. The first half of that verse, because this is the first purpose of Proverbs, it has to do with acquiring wisdom. Acquiring wisdom. And that's spelled out for us in verses 3 and 4. To receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness and justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. To acquire wisdom. The Beautiful uh, biblical word used here for wisdom is that word chokmah. The idea of a skill, a skill in various ways. A skill in administration. A skill in working with one's hands. A skill in in relationships. And that's the most common use in the book of Proverbs. This wisdom is a skill in relationships. Learning wisdom and instruction. Learning from God and His ways in the world. Learning how to live as God's child in this world, to receive instruction in wise dealing. To put it just very colloquially, how to get along. The Proverbs teach us how to get along. When I was um, in the restaurant business many years ago now, uh, entering into the management program, one of the first books we had to read was the book by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, How to Get Along. That has in many ways been replaced now, I suppose, by the cubby book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But how to get along, those books are late on the scene because the Proverbs deal with how to get along, to receive instruction in wise dealing, how to get along as husband and wife, how to get along as parents and children, how to get along in life. In righteousness, in justice, in equity, righteousness. How to get along in a godly way, godly living. Justice, God's standards for justice applied to our lives. And this idea of equity, the idea of something which is straight or upright, living in a proper way. How do we get along with those around us? Kids, it's for you how you get along with your brothers and your sisters in fact the proverbs are clear about that look at verse 4 to give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth the proverbs are for the young they are for the young to acquire wisdom which is why the proverbs are great for family devotions maybe you want to do that this summer Part of your devotional life around the table will be to spend some time reading through the book of Proverbs as a family. Because the Proverbs are wonderful for kids. They're wonderful for the youth because they are so applicable. They are so picturesque. The Proverbs give us many pictures from nature, even our children can understand. Uh, some of my favorite Proverbs, from Proverbs chapter 25. We read there in Proverbs twenty-five twenty-five. Like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Well, it's supposed to warm up this week, and the temperature's going to get warmer, and you know what that's like, kids. It gets hot outside, and you say, oh, I just wish I had a glass of cold water. How good that would taste. That's what the, what the proverb says. Like cold water to your soul is like good news from a far country, hearing from your grandpa or your grandpa or a letter from your cousin. It's a very easy thing to grab onto. Children understand. Uh, Another proverb, Proverbs 26, verse 3. We read this there. A whip for a horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Well, kids, you know what a horse is. You know what a donkey is. You know what a whip is. That these things are used to bring these animals into submission, to teach them how they should act. So it is as a rod for the back of fools. To tell the fool, don't do things that way. It's very picturesque, very accessible language. Probably one of my favorite Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 26, verse 17. We read this, whoever meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a passing dog by the ears. I love that proverb. Can you imagine that, kids? A dog walks past and you grab him by the ears. Well, you know that's not going to end well. He said, that's what it's like when you Put your nose where it doesn't belong. Very picturesque. Something we can all enter into. The Proverbs are for the youth. They are good for families and devotions. But not only for the youth. Look at the next verse. Yes, they they give knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. Wisdom is for the wise as well. Because the wise recognize, recognizes he needs more wisdom. The wise recognizes he does not know everything. He needs instruction. And where does he look at instruction? He looks to God. Let the wise hear and increase in their learning. From Proverbs 9, verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, he will increase in learning. The Proverbs aren't only for children. They are for adults as well. They, in fact, we will demonstrate our wisdom by seeking more wisdom. Seeking to follow in the path of the wisdom of God. The Proverbs' uh, first purpose is that we might acquire wisdom. To know wisdom and instruction. And secondly, second half of verse 2, to understand words of insight. And this has a little different nuance, not so much acquiring the knowledge, acquiring the wisdom, but applying that which we have learned. To understanding words of insight, that, 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 that this wisdom is more than head knowledge. It's more than knowing certain things, but being able to apply those things in our lives. A very practical application. In fact, in verse 5, where this is kind of spelled out, the last half of verse 5, the one who understands, obtain guidance. And the words here to obtain guidance have a a nautical application. It's like like being someone who's on a ship, or someone... uh, on a boat with a sail and we have to move that sail back and forth and the ropes on the ship will make that sail move. In fact, we use that term, knowing the ropes. That's the idea here, knowing how to apply knowledge. Not just an intellectual activity, but, but doing something with it. That's why the Proverbs are given to us. The Proverbs are in many ways, um, the Proverbs are to wisdom like story problems are to math. Now kids, we want you to know more than 2 plus 2 equals 4. We want you to know that. But more than 2 plus 2 equals 4. So we give you story... Do they still give story problems today? I don't know if they do or not. A math teacher could tell me that. (laughs) Story problems. If I give you two quarters and you can buy two pieces of candy for one quarter... How many pieces of candy can you get with two quarters? Now I should probably wait while you figure that out. The answer is four. Four, right, Aaron? Four. (laughs) It's a story problem. It's an application. That's what wisdom does for us. Not only a head knowledge, but taking that knowledge and applying it to our lives. This is the purpose of the Proverbs. Yes, to to gain knowledge, but to apply knowledge and wisdom. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and a saying and the words of the wise and their riddles. This is why the Proverbs were given to us, that we might get wisdom, that we might apply wisdom in our lives. And this introductory introductory section in the book of Proverbs ends with this beautiful verse 7, which really gives us the key to everything we're going to learn in the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. If we are to follow the way of wisdom, it begins with acknowledging the Lord. It begins with acknowledging who God is and what he has done. Acknowledging and recognizing him as creator. We sang several songs tonight that speak about God's revelation, his wisdom in creation. Knowing that our God is the God who's created all the things that we see around us. He is the God of providence, the God who provides for that which he has made. His wonderful provision for his creation. And He is the God who has met our deepest need, our greatest need. He is God, our Redeemer. A God who would see His creation wallowing in sin. Rather than leaving them in that desperate condition, He would send His own Son, Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. He would send His own Son down to earth to pay the price for our sins. Knowing that God... Knowing who he is, knowing what he has done. That's the beginning, that's where we start. If we don't begin there, we will never truly understand the world around us. We may know some things about it, but we need to begin with this is God's creation. And God upholds it. And God, in his love and mercy, chose to redeem his people out of the world. That's the beauty of what God has done for us. True wisdom begins there. So tonight, once again, we are called to to embrace Jesus Christ, to embrace what He has done for us, to recognize He is the God who, who saves us from our folly, our lack of wisdom, trying to go our own ways without God. Tonight, once again, God calls us to to put our faith, our hope, our trust in his son Jesus Christ and and begin that way of wisdom, begin that knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. He says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Throughout the book of Proverbs, there are these two ways laid before us, the way of the wise and the way of the fool, particularly in chapters one through nine, the way of the wise contrasted with the way of the fool. The way of the fool seeks to understand things outside of God. The way of the fool says, I know enough in myself to get along in life. I can try on my own merits, with my own human wisdom, to make life work. But the way of the fool always comes to nothing. The fool cannot cannot truly understand what's going on around him. He does not follow after God. No, we are called to walk in the way of wisdom. We will either serve God or we will serve ourselves. The wise wise looks to God to see his meaning in life. The fool says, I'll go my own way and hope things turn out fine. These two ways laid before us, two ways given to us in the book of Proverbs, the way of wisdom and the way of folly. We face that same decision today. How will we walk? Where will we look for our wisdom? Will we look to the God who has spoken to us truly, faithfully, a word we can trust? Or Will we look to the changing wisdom of the world around us? God says it is proper, it is right to follow the ways of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, that God who's come into covenantal relationship with us, who teaches us the ways of wisdom, the ways of righteousness. I encourage you this summer, spend some extra time reading, reading the book of Proverbs. Beautiful, beautiful wisdom, beautiful aphorisms, beautiful sayings that begin with the fear of the Lord. Begin by acknowledging him as the one who who leads us in the path of, of wisdom, the one who teaches us wisdom, and the one who calls us to apply that teaching to our hearts, to our lives, to our relationships. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you for all of your word. We thank you for the historical narratives that tell us the stories of your way with your people. We thank you for the epistles in the New Testament which give us instruction. And we thank you for the wisdom literature, a different type of of literature to read, but that which is true that which is beautiful, that which is picturesque. Lord God, help us to walk in the ways of wisdom, not because we are so smart, but because you have come to us, revealing your ways. Give us a proper reverence, a proper fear of you, O Lord. We might begin the way of knowledge. We might walk in the path of wisdom. Hear our prayer, for Jesus' sake, amen. We turn to number 248. 248, how I love thy law, O Lord, daily joy its truths afford. In its constant light I go wise to conquer every foe. Thy commandments in my heart truest wisdom can impart. To mine eyes thy precepts show wisdom more than sages know. We're gonna sing both verses, 248. Let's stand together as we sing. Receive the parting blessing of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.